to Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. I'm your host, Megan Cottrell. And Amber Fransman, co-host. So, Peter Patter. Let's get at her. Let's get advent. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, Christmas. I'm, I'm feeling jolly. We brought in all of our Christmas stuff yesterday. None of it is up yet, so literally we just have totes in our living room. Mm-hmm. But I already feel more festive. It's already. <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you ever been to the store Carm? Uh, yeah, I know uh, what you're talking about. They have a Christmas carm during the holidays, Ooh. and so it is just, it's kind of like those spirit Halloween stores where they, that's only up for Christmas, and I went to the Christmas one uh, a couple weeks ago. Which where I saw that? It is over by Hmm, don't know where that is. It's hard to explain. I would never have found it if I hadn't been looking for it specifically, but you go in and you're just immediately in a good mood because it's just Christmas everywhere. all around you. Yes. Yes. We've been watching a lot of Grinch, the the newer cartoon Grinch. Dexter likes that one. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that one's my favorite too. So watched a Muppet Christmas Carol the other day and that made, that's that's always my go-to Grinch <laughs> movie. So I'll have to try to find it sometime. Well, I'm pretty sure I know, but I'm just going to ask. What are your overall thoughts on this? Not score, but just thoughts on Christmas. <laughs> overall, I thought none of the characters really irritate me. You know, sometimes in an episode, they got one character or two characters that's like, oh, God, you're being so annoying. Yeah. Nobody really annoyed me. I Overall, I like, what about you? Is this your favorite holiday episode so far? It might be my favorite holiday episode, but I don't necessarily think it's the funniest holiday episode. Does that make sense? I, I can see that. I think there was other ones so far that we've seen. We've seen St. Patrick's Day, Halloween, this is Christmas, and we... Easter, which I didn't get to do the Easter podcast, but that one was pretty funny, too. So I don't think it's necessarily the funniest Mm -hmm. holiday episode, but I don't know if it's just because it's Christmas and you get in that Christmas spirit and we're so close to Christmas in, like, real life. I think it's my favorite, though, yeah. I, in retrospect, am a little bummed. Mm -hmm. We didn't end on this one because... It was fun. There was definitely camaraderie, and Wayne might not have been my least favorite if we had ended on this one. Yeah, I was going to say, he, ha- he he redeems himself a lot in this mm-hmm. episode from the previous season. You know, they're kind of separate from the seasons, yeah. but so it's hard to mesh them into it like that, but yeah, I feel like if this had been... More in the finale way, because Katie was very likable for me this whole episode. Yeah. Wayne was likable. It was almost like they were having a set Christmas party. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I had that thought. I was like, I wonder if they're doing the set Christmas party right after the, like, okay, the the filming wrapped (laughs) on this Christmas party time. Well, it came out in November, but that doesn't necessarily mean they filmed it. I don't know. Yeah, let me do the hard facts real quick. So this is the Christmas episode. It's called Three Wise Men. Air date, November 23rd, 2018. The writer on this was Sonia Bennett. Does that surprise you? No, actually, I didn't know there was a guest writer, but something that Glenn says in the episode made me feel like it was a guest writer. Oh, okay. And then Jacob Tierney was the one that directed it. And so it's nice... That we get Glenn in this. Yeah. You I can... was happy to have my Glenn back. <laughs> All right. A letter can be Christmas. The Three Wise Men. Holiday special. It came out in between seasons five and six. The Hicks throw a Christmas party. So. 
I had a stupid moment. No, I was like, <laughs> like, wait, if it came up between five and six, because I was thinking we just finished six, but we just finished it. Season five. Now so. we're about to go into six, yeah. and but even thinking that, we almost like we're getting into the sixth season of our podcast. Which, again, they're really small seasons, but it's still <laughs> impressive to me. We've been doing this for literally almost a year. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure we started last January or February, and so that to me is impressive. Yeah, we have a Spotify wrapped that keeps trying to play every time I go into Anchor. It's like, look at your stuff! (laughs) But it's, I think, at the time when I did look at it, and there's more now, I don't know if it was one episode ago or two episodes ago, but we had 33 episodes. That's, yeah. It's a lot. Uh, And then it, it went through, like, all the minutes and all this stuff. (laughs) <laughs> but I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, we have more minutes of podcast than there are minutes of letter kennies. So. That is definitely the truth. And we've had this, and I'm very excited about it. I haven't told you yet, so this is the first time you're hearing. We've had this strange, hopefully continuing, jump in listenership. So nice. this past week, more people have listened to us than ever before. Like our most listened to time it's right there at it and about to surpass it. So wow. I don't know what's happened. I don't know if people are re-listening, if there's new people listening. but That's cool. That almost makes me nervous. Because like, like you you and I, I can't remember if we've ever actually said this while being recorded, but we have to almost pretend that we're just having a conversation with each other and nobody actually listens to us <laughs> to keep myself from getting nervous about the fact that people are listening to what I actually have to say. <laughs> Yes, and that makes me feel more comfortable because we do. We'll talk about friends and stuff. Not in a, I mean, we don't ever badmouth anybody, really. But Not it's really. just like <laughs> we don't name names when we badmouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We, we use the the bleep when we badmouth. <laughs> All right, so I guess we should jump into the cold open, which is kind of its own little thing. It's a cartoon animation of Wayne, Dan, Katie, and Derry throwing some snowballs outside on the back porch of the farmhouse. And it is super cute. It is. It's like a Little Kenny yes. episode. This I wonder if this gave them the idea to do Little Kenny or if this was just something they thought they would try and see if it got good feedback. And then if it did, then they would do Little Kenny. Well, I don't know about the exact date, but Little Kenny started in 2018. So oh, that's the same. Or maybe, I didn't know. Yeah. Gosh, I know 2018 is really not that long ago, but it's, I mean, season five slash six feels like it is so long ago. Yeah, I know. Now that we're going into what, 10? 10. Crazy. But I thought it was a cute little opening scene. It was. Their personalities shown. Yeah. In, in, like, there's no question of which kid is which. Exactly. Yeah. And Wayne's so mad about the little... I Even when he's like <laughs> an animated child with his little scowl. And he's the only one who doesn't actually get hit by a snowball. Like, come on. You're in a snowball fight. Just get hit by a snowball. Tiny Wayne child. Katie sets down a box of Christmas DVDs. She, Wayne, and Derry are pleased that Wayne's not going to be a humbug for once. He declares, I, to the... Curmudgeons? Dot, dot, dot. Love Christmas. <laughs> And it's cute and exciting to see Wayne excited about 
holiday for once. I put this is the first holiday that Wayne's not being a Grinch about it. Every single holiday up until now, he goes off on his little rant and he gets on a soapbox mm-hmm. about why this and why that and da 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 And he just comes down and it's like, I Curmudgeon. love Christmas. And <laughs> it's just, it's kind of refreshing, Wayne. Yeah. It's really nice. It's Christmas Eve and Derry suggests a round of beers, but Wayne nixes the idea. Christmas drinks only as it's tradition and you don't Curmudgeon. fuck with tradition. Katie uncovers the box and reveals butter ripple schnapps, blue, I never pronounced this right, curacao? Yeah, there you go. You got it. And creme de menthe. Derry suggests they can mix them together into jingle juice, but jingle juice makes you spit. Wayne wants everything to stay classy until midnight for the main event. A shot of Irish whiskey, a shot of American whiskey, and a shot of Canadian rye whiskey. A series which they call The Three Wise Men. And Wayne asks, is there any talk that there may be being uh, the best Christmas party ever? And others say that they have heard rumor to the same, and it makes him happy. And they end this scene with, well, pitter-patter, let's get Advent. Er. <laughs> Everything about that was awkwardly typed up. <laughs> yeah, it's still, I don't know, but... <laughs> What do you think about this scene? I again, I like that Wayne. He comes down not being in poopy pants, but then nixes the idea of drinking beer, which is a little bit poopy pantsy, but you know it's not too bad. I did notice. So ever since we heard Kayla's theory, I've been kind Clocking of it. watching, mm-hmm. and Katie very sweetly smiles at Derry, and I noticed that. I'll never be able to not look for it now. Yeah, I think it's one of those things because. I noticed little things that I probably wouldn't have cared about before a few times throughout this episode. I also put they must not have, you know, we've talked before about if they have parents or grandparents or they must not. I'm thinking that they all have died or something. I because think so too. Other than the fact that I think that they inherited that farmhouse, they said it's Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve gets snatched up pretty quick by family members, <clears> especially <throat> if you have multiple houses you've got to go to. I don't know how it is with you and Josh, but like we have... A lot of different Christmases that we've got to go to. We have four. Yeah, and so Christmas Eve is snatched up quickly by parents and grandparents and things of that nature. So Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that they don't have any other family members, but... Yeah, I was thinking that too. Although this seems like it might be a pretty late Christmas That's true. They started at like 8 o'clock at night, don't they? (laughs) That's late for me. (laughs) Yeah, woo! Goodness, you are scooting close to bedtime. With the 8 o'clock party. I love it. Because I had that same thought, like, starting a party at 8? Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, I, I wrote down something that you'll enjoy later. Those Christmas movies, though? Okay, first of all, do you ever put a movie on at a party? No, we, we'll put music on, but not a movie. I put on movies, like, when we're decorating or just to have on the background while we're doing other Christmassy stuff, but in the not background. at a party. Yeah, I could see in the background as things were going on. But to throw a Christmas party and then to sit down and watch a movie, no. It seemed no. like an event yeah. of a party. It'd be like if, hey, we're having a movie night, come over and watch a movie. But a movie would take up a big chunk of a party, so it's yeah. either like we're having a movie night or we're having a party. Pick one. Yes. Because <laughs> I can't to- stay late enough to do both. <laughs> Cannot commit to both. I love that. The Christmas movies were from Value Viewage, which I guess was their blockbuster. I, don't know. I was <laughs> trying to see what they were, but I was like, Megan will get that. Yeah. 
My Dog's a Rudolph <laughs> is one of the movies. And The Fallen Elf was another one. And then you couldn't see the title for, for the other one in the box. <laughs> and then I have some random notes. I really like Katie in white. I don't know. I just think... I think you like Katie in any color. <laughs> not, well, not any I don't know. I don't really... Uh, well, I guess I haven't found one I don't like it. <laughs> but I think white with her hair and makeup in this, it, she just looked a little she, bit more done up, in uh, my opinion. I did notice that her makeup looked really pretty. I don't know if it's just because she was being nice and she smiled nicely at Derry that I noticed how nice she did look. Like, her face. Her face always looks good. But yeah. she looked nice. She did. She had really good highlighter magic going on. on yeah, her, her, cheeks. her cheeks looked really cute. She had on some blush or something. I don't know. But she and Dan cute. and Derry were festive looking, too. I mean, Dan had on his little tiny bow tie. <laughs> I love a bow tie. And... Derry was out of barn clothes, and even Wayne had Christmas colored flannel on. So he does, I mean, he doesn't mix it up too much in the sense that he sticks to his flannel, that he, you know, that's his, his safe area. But he does mix up the colors in accordance with the festivities that's going true. on. That's <laughs> true. Did you look up any of the drinks that he mentioned? I did. Okay. What did, did you, did you? I, I did, but I'll be honest, I couldn't find any of them. Okay, so... I mean, who wants to drink butter ripple schnapps? Well, whoever's having a nativity barn burner, likely. And who wants to drink blue caracal? Whoever's having a Mrs. Claus mo, likely. And who wants to drink creme de menthe? Whoever's having a naughty or spice, likely. I could whip up some Santa Gria. Mix them all together for a good old jingle juice. No, jingle juice makes spit. No spitting. The nativity barn burner? Literally, it pulled up a bunch of porn videos. Oh, no. <laughs> um, uh, and then I was like, no, that's not. And so that's in my search history now. <laughs> um, but they have a drink called Just a Barn Burner, and it didn't sound good. It was ginger brandy and cinnamon schnapps and Tabasco. Yeah, and I, that put, I found that one, too. Awful. It does sound gross. Like, that doesn't sound like it. <laughs> So I don't know what he would do to make it a nativity, because what was the first one that well, they did? Well, it was butter, butter, butter ripple schnapps, so I guess you could substitute the schnapps, but it does not Still sound any better. sound good. Yeah, no, so that that's gross. Tabasco, right? Tabasco. No. No, I know. And, like, that, the need... only drink I could think of to put Tabasco in is a Bloody Mary, yeah. and that's a very specific drink for... For a very specific type of feeling in the morning. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Not to be mixed with cinnamon schnapps or... I don't like brandy anyway. I'm salivating thinking about this, but not that good kind of salivation. Not that like, good kind. Ugh. And then for a Mrs. Clausmo, mm -hmm. I found Santa Cosmopolitans, and I found a Mrs. Claus cocktail, but I think a Mrs. Clausmo is just something they made up for... And the Sansa Cosmopolitan was basically just a Cosmo vodka, cranberry, triple sec, lime. And then they added whole cranberries. But other than that, it was basically just yeah. a Cosmo. What did you find for that one? That was the same thing. Okay. I, I found a, what was called a Cosmo. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, they've just made this up for the show. <laughs> as far as we could tell, I guess. The uh, Mrs. Claus one, I didn't even write that one all the way down. Because it involved whipped egg white froth. And that, to me, in a drink is gross. And that's the one for, what was it, for Blue Corsau? Yeah. Like, how does that incorporate into, I guess it could go into a Cosmo okay, <laughs> but. 
Not with eggs. No. And then what'd you get for the naughtier spice? For the creme de menthe, the naughtier spice, I found something not even similar. <laughs> it was, I mean, I guess you could put it in it and it would just add a little minty taste. It was a vodka, Bailey's, espresso, cinnamon, nutmeg, syrup, whipped cream, and mint. Ooh, see, that one actually sounds not too bad. I would probably drink that drink as one of those desserty kind of drinks. Yeah. I don't think I could drink multi. That's not something you drink and get drunk off of. It's not like, oh, yeah, let me have another one, and that was it. Yeah, you're not hitting those hard. Yeah. See, the naughtier spice I found was spiced rum, lemon, pear, cider, and cinnamon, which that doesn't sound too bad, but it does not mix with creme de menthe at all. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. You'd need something like vodka and Bailey's. That mixes with creme de menthe. But. I don't really like mint in my chocolate oh, I either. I love chocolate and mint. I, just I actually have Andy's candies in my purse right now that Scarlett <laughs> got for me. I love those. Curmudgeons? Oh, they're so good. And then... They said Santa Gria, right? Yeah, which I didn't look that one up. Which I I didn't either. I just put... It's Sangria. Sangria. It's Christmas Sangria. Yeah. <laughs> and Jingle Juice, which is just Hunch Punch. Yeah, I was going to say. I've heard it called Jungle Juice before, too. But, God, can you imagine mixing those three together? No, like, of course disgusting. it would make you vomit. It would just make everybody vomit. I put pour and pray because that's all you could do. <laughs> Gosh, that's so gross sounding. Huh. And then the midnight shots, which I also don't think I could do. No, I couldn't do those. Also, so three wise men, whenever we would do that at the bar, it was Jack and Jim and Johnny. Ha, yeah. And then you could also do the four horsemen, and that would just add in Jose. So all those J names. But theirs sounds worse than the other one. Don't they just always shoot whiskey, though? Yeah, but when they say Irish whiskey, do they mean, like, Jameson, or do they mean, like, Bailey's? Or I don't know. I thought that It's they been a minute since I've been bartending, so... We're just talking about different types of... I mean, in Gus and Brew, they, I feel like they shoot all the time, which yeah. is Canadian, I'm assuming. And then I thought it would just be an Irish version and an American version of that type of whiskey. Yeah. So I I didn't know what, I mean other than the fact that I couldn't shoot three straight in a row either. No, like that's giving me indigestion at the, at the about best it. of times I couldn't that do that. That is immediately the worst of times. <laughs> so besides that being difficult. Oh yeah, I couldn't. I do was it. a little surprised they were so I mean, I I would need a chaser. I'm not big on Oh yeah. I don't like doing straight shots. Even when I was younger, in my heavily drinking days, I didn't like taking shots of just straight liquor. Yeah. No. I didn't either. Well, me and Des at least started out. We didn't We didn't drink very much at all. But once we got, once, once we got, got our feet underneath us. Once we got going. Once we, it was kind of that same typical girls that like, we can't keep up with you or whatever. But anyway, there was... In particular, we didn't drink a lot, but, you know, would drink some. And there was this thing going on at the house. And there was a guy there from Canada who he'd been drinking since he was 18, obviously, because uh, he was allowed to. Yeah. <laughs> and he was kind of joking around with Des because she's such a tiny little thing, yeah. you know. 
and basically joking like, oh yeah, this is for adults. Like you can't handle <laughs> this stuff. And it was, to be fair, no one needed to be handling it. It was golden grain vodka, which is just a step up from bottom basement. You don't really, it's, it's like a seven dollar bottle of vodka it's so bad oh, i had really bad vodka in college it was what was it called i want to say it was no no it was okay it was called mad monk and there was a picture of rasputin on it do you oh, know no, what i'm talking no. about it was like five or six dollars for a bottle it was horrible but if you mix it with something it's not yeah bad. it's still not good but it's not as bad well des was getting irritated with this dude and she was like okay well if you think you're so big take a shot with me and she he took one and he I can was hear gagging this whole conversation in my and head. he was making faces because he'd never had it before either i don't think <laughs> then why is he being a dick about it because he just he's just peacock and he's just showing out and then des looking straight in his face took it and sat it down very calmly but and she it was such a badass thing to do but then she was like i had it the whole time but then she let it sit for a second and like a single tear just rolled down she was like i was so mad but if it hadn't she it would have been such a badass thing that's great oh but it was so it was so fun i love that oh uh, anyway i do you remember a lot of christmas parties did we do Delta Christmas stuff a lot. They, we had a Christmas party every year that I was active. Um, I remember some fun times in the in the Alpha Room. And we would do like a Secret so Santa kind of thing. Yeah, it was always so cold in that room, and we would all draw names to exchange gifts and eat and drink. Usually, it was not so much about the meal as it was about just gift exchange and drinking. But I always enjoyed it. One year got everybody the pink Santa Victoria secret hats. Yeah. Except for me. She got every Delta a pink fuzzy Santa Victoria secret hat and she got me a black beanie from Hot Topic. <laughs> she was like, because I knew you wouldn't like a pink fuzzy be a Santa hat. To be fair. I was like, <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> and then the last one I have on this is I put so, Amber, have you heard that maybe this might be the <laughs> oh, best podcast ever? maybe been some talk around town, you know. <laughs> I hear they listen to us in Saudi Arabia, so. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that. <laughs> I love their little mumble talk. I think it's cute. I love them being pleased with themselves. You want to watch? Is there any talk this maybe be in the uh, best Christmas party ever? Yeah, no. I, uh... I may have uh, heard a heard a bit of talking about that. Hearing some of that talk. I did hear a little bit about uh, maybe it's a little bit of bad gas traveling a little bit fast in a town like this. Well, I've been hearing that people's are talking and talkings are a people. <laughs> yes, it's and cute. I uh, just that little bit of yeah, we're kind of. I don't know. Because like, I don't I, get like that a lot. Yeah, and I really enjoyed it, especially seeing Wayne like that. I could see Dan and Derry maybe being like that, mm -hmm. but it's nice to see Wayne like that. The Silent Night, to be fair, was great. Did we get there yet? Yes, they kind of just skipped over it. They said, to be fair, and they held the note 
But it was to the tune of Silent Night. Yes. And I thought that was great, too. Anything else about that scene? No. Yeah, they kind of, they're not doing this this particular episode. They're not doing it justice? Yeah. They're not, they're not doing it correctly. (laughs) You're not doing it right. Uh, Yeah, that's all I have for the, the opening scene. So, the party's underway. Dan, Glenn, Rald, Stuart, and Derry drink in the dining room. And in the kitchen are Katie, Jonesy, Tannis, Riley, Gail, and the coach. The conversations are indistinct, but the facial expressions reveal the universally negative opinion of the drinks. I was going to say, did you notice that everybody there hates the drinks that they are given? Which is not a staple at a great party. You'd think if this is the best party ever that... Drinks would be on point, but nobody is liking what they're drinking. Exactly. This is just one of those things. I'm never going to be able to not notice it now moving forward. Katie leaves the kitchen. She leaves her mm-hmm. boys and goes and talks to Derry. I made and a I note about like, that, too. Oh, okay. Kayla may be onto something. Before we get inside, even, I wrote, I made a quick note. The lights on the house look cute. They're fun, even though it's obviously just for them because no one... Unless they're inviting people over, which I guess they are, but they're out kind of in the country, so it's just for Wayne. Yeah, those people that decorate their house just for them. Yeah. yeah. But I wrote down, this is the question, colored lights or white lights? I like white lights. I do too. Yeah. Josh is so anti-white lights. I think it just looks like clean and crisp and kind of cold, you know? It just looks... I think it looks cozy. Yes, very wintry. The multicolored lights, one thing, they're usually big, and I don't like the big lights. I like the smaller lights. Mm-hmm. But the big multicolored lights, it's just, it's just too much for me. Because usually Christmas decorations are kind of, they kind of overtake the house anyway. Yeah. And that just adds to the chaotic kind of feeling of it. If a neighbor or something decorates with colored lights, I'm not going to be like, oh, God, that looks... <laughs> Take but, it down. You know, yeah, but if I had if I had my pick, I would say... White lights, all white yeah. lights. I agree, and we're right, and we're sorry, right, Josh. So. <laughs> I said it, you agree, and that's all that matters. So, well, he can edit it, so he, he might go in and put, put colored lights. No, <laughs> so I put down. It looks like everyone's invited, which I find very fun. But I feel like McMurray's missing. Yeah, I was gonna say Bonnie's there. But McMurray is not there. And he seemed like he was around a lot this season, you know? And she felt like she was not around a lot this season. Yes. She she was really just this one and the first one. And I think that's it. If you count this one as the end of the season. You know, like if they leave Jim Dickens out of a end of the season, whatever, it's not. It's like, okay, well, I wasn't expecting him to be there. But McMurray, it seemed like he should have been there. Yeah. That, that was the only person I think that it, I was like, they're missing. Yes, that it felt very, I was very aware that he was missing. And I feel like he would have really enjoyed going to a Christmas party. I yeah. feel like if anybody truly appreciates a Christmas party like this, that McMurray would have been the most appreciative of the party. I can't remember, so tell me if you, if you remember. Is this the first time Coach and Gail meet? I don't know. Maybe because she's usually at the bar and he's usually at the hockey rink. He's not a bar drinker and she's not a hockey game watcher. So it might be the first time that they're together. I think it is. And I just, I saw them talking and I put 
this is some energy that I really want to get into <laughs> right now. I'm going to need to know more about this interaction. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I think it very well might be. When Katie goes over to talk to Derry in this just really quick scene, he is holding a movie called Secret Service Santa. <laughs> and it's not a real movie because I looked it up. I was going to say, are any of these weird, random, low-budget Christmas movies that she has, are any of them real? Not yeah. that I could find. Not that you could find. It's no. all just stuff that they made up for it. Okay. And then I wrote down, of course we don't know because they live in a time frame of their own, but I'm assuming this is pre-Rehab Stewart. Because I want to say that, uh, not that, you know. Not that we, we know. We know yet, <laughs> but I feel like his hair might be different after the big reveal. <laughs> So, that's all I have to say. So, yeah, I think so, yeah. Wayne invites Bonnie McMurray into the living room and gives her a gift, a disposable film camera, to capture the evening's festivities. She offers to be his helper elf. He declines, even though she's dressed for the part. Bonnie is hard up for Wayne. Like, she doesn't even try to hide that. But getting her a disposable camera feels like... Asking her to be a helper elf without asking her to be a helper elf and then turning her down when she offers. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I wrote down Wayne got Bonnie another job. Yeah, for right? Christmas. <laughs> and then and then acts like he doesn't want to hire her. <laughs> uh be nice to this girl. She obviously loves you. <laughs> She's cute in the little outfit. I don't like the shoes, but besides that. I mean, you can put her in just about anything. She's going to be very pretty. I liked the tights, the candy cane swirl-looking tights. Mm -hmm. I liked those. Her whole little outfit's cute, yeah. Their interaction was very good, too. It was more silly than I have seen him with Rosie up to this point ever. They seemed like they got each other's humor and were being silly in a fun sustainably fun way. Yeah. Makes sense. I like how Bonnie flirts with Wayne because you can tell she's flirting, but she's also being very straightforward about it. Like there's no question as to whether or not, hey, I'm flirting with you. There's no like, (laughs) was she? Was she not? I can't tell. It was like, (laughs) no. I was very much that way in college. I would not, I am not a woman of mystery, though you all think <laughs> that is the case. I was very. Who is this mystery woman behind the microphone? No, there was no question. But I, I like that too. And it's a, in a different way than tennis is very sexually forward. Yeah. Bonnie's just like, hey, just a reminder here if you want me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, it's almost just very matter of fact and to the point. So can that even be construed as flirtation, or is it just information given? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Bonnie. I love Bonnie, though. I think she's such a helper. Just always volunteering and giving of her time, and, you know. Like, I know Rosie's great, but I would really love for Wayne to end game with Bonnie. I don't Aww. think it's going to happen. I, and I really do. I love who Rosie grows to be later. She doesn't have much of a personality when we first meet her, to be honest. But later on, she grows into that relationship more. It would just be fun if Bonnie and Wayne were in Game of Feel and wakes up one day and realizes... I was going to say, if he ever becomes oh, good enough for her, like, that, That's yeah. true. Goodness. <laughs> Go do some volunteer work or something. My goodness. <laughs> and I said, yeah, that's my last note. I want to manifest this relationship. <laughs> <laughs> You're putting it out there into the universe. 
Anything with, about that quick scene? Uh, no. Okay. So, at 8 p.m., the sole bathroom is already occupied with someone throwing up, sending Derry outside. A very drunk Rawl tries to kiss Stuart under the mistletoe, and he falls over. In the living room, Wayne gives the coach the gift, as per tradition, a chimney cleaning log. Coach is touched, saying that it reminds, me, <laughs> reminds him of Christmas traditions with his late wife, Barb, making love for hours in front of the fire. He's... He shares that he misses the touch of a lover and laments how hard it is to find someone who was her equal. He proceeds to describe her body and what she would do physically <laughs> when they were intimate. Wayne desperately calls for Bonnie and tells her he may need a helper elf after all. <laughs> oh, Side Lord. note, really fast. Hey, Wayne. Yeah, I get that you want Bonnie to help you fix this situation, whatever, but you also just pulled Bonnie into this super sexual, super uncomfortable awkward. situation. Which also, I mean, this, I didn't even make note of this, but you saying that now, in different ways, Gail and Coach can make it the most awkward. Gail, with her gyrating and slithering but because yeah. of what she's talking about mm-hmm. and how she talks about it that's exactly what coach is doing yeah. just in a different way very graphic <laughs> it's it was a lot okay what are, your, a lot. what are your thoughts on this scene um, I, well first really quick who do you think's throwing up in the bathroom right now the first one i thought was oh, i was gonna write it down and i didn't because it does sound different every time to yeah. me. Yeah. The first one I thought was Coach, but maybe it wasn't if Coach is about to get his present. Or maybe Tannis or Katie, one of the two. Because it sound I could tell a difference between if I thought it sounded like a guy or a girl yeah. throwing up. I thought the first one sounded like a guy, and then the second one I thought sounded like a girl. But yeah. maybe... I mean, Rold was really drunk. He was really drunk. He got a he he got a kiss, right? Yeah. So uh, the drunk Rold shooting his shot with Stuart is the sweetest thing. But love. He go he, Rold goes in for the kiss, but he would if he just fell, he would have missed. Stuart leans in and kisses him on the mouth. Yes, like, I love drunk Rold. Was really sweet to me because I don't think Stuart did it in a sexual way, more in just like, hey, you're my friend and I'm just going to be nice to you kind of way. Like, this would make your night, yeah, so I'm going like, to do it. Merry Christmas. And then he says Merry Christmas. He lets oh. him fall, but then he says Merry Christmas. <laughs> so, take that how you will. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, he gets mouth kiss, and I thought that was sweet. I you, I love Roald. I love <laughs> Manifesting this relationship. <laughs> He's just so... So purely sweet. I just love him. I love Rold, but I loved Drunk Rold in this episode. I loved Drunk Rold. It was Rold very in this cute. Episode. Because he's so, like, even Drunk Rold, he's still really nice. And he's just, I mean, he gets a kind, not really belligerent, but he's just standing up for his beliefs. Yeah. Because he's, it's not like he's super. He's not hard right, Jay. Yeah. But. He really just seemed free to just say whatever he felt like this episode. I love it. Not that he holds back usually, but I liked how he went about doing it this episode. I agree. And then I put, a chimney log is a really practical gift, and I appreciate that. Yes. I love a gift that I will get use out of. Yeah. Even if it seems mundane, if I'm going to actually use it, fine. Yes. If it's something that I will actually use that I don't have to now spend my own money on, Mm -hmm. 
I love that in a gift. That to me is way. Never buy me a diamond. I don't ever want a diamond. Yeah. Buy me the robot vacuum cleaner instead, and I will be super happy. I agree, a hundred percent. I was surprised, but I I don't know why. I guess Wayne's got a decent amount of money, but he's not balling out on everybody. He's very practical, which I feel like is his character. Mm-hmm. It's not. So, oh, here, I spent a ton of money on you, and I'm not even sure if you'd like this or would use it. It's, this is stuff he thinks these people would actually use, so I appreciate that yes. about character consistency. Yes. And I, like you said, none of these presents were overly extravagant or pricey, but each one was very individual-specific. You know, this is just the first one that we see, or the second one, I guess, that we see, but... He does a good, good job gift-giving, yeah, I think. Heart. It did. It shows that he does truly like Christmas. Yeah. Even if he... Because a lot of these people, he doesn't even act like he truly likes them. Mm-hmm. But he's so into the Christmas spirit that it doesn't matter that he's mean to them the rest of the year. This is Christmas, and that's what you do at Christmas time. Yeah. So. When Rald is shooting his shot... <laughs> At, with the mistletoe, which the mistletoe was placed very strangely. Yeah, but, that's not a spot where you put mistletoe. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> but he's holding that bottle of creme de menthe. And I said, <laughs> is Rolf trashed on creme de menthe? Well, earlier he's holding the curacao, the blue curacao. Oh. Like, so he just goes through bottle by bottle. Oh, yeah. Because the first, I think, at some point when he's standing in the dining room area talking, he's got a blue bottle. And then this time he had the green bottle. So he's just going yeah, through he's just whatever going through someone all hands. Of these leftover. Or if he, if he comes upon a bottle, he seems to be picking it up. And then there's one time I'm like, is he holding a little bottle of Fireball? Like, oh, possibly. <laughs> I don't know if they have Fireball in Canada. I know it's, I think it's banned in some countries because it's just so terrible. But I'm pretty sure, yeah, he's just holding whatever he can get. Is Stuart not drinking at this party? He was holding a cup at one point, but it might have been just eggnog. Was it just... Possibly. I don't feel like he ever acts... Super drunk. Drunk. Yeah, that's true. Maybe maybe he's DDing for Rald, which would be nice for him, because usually he's the more selfish one of the friends, but... Yeah. Yeah, he might not be. So, okay, more in-depth about Coach. (laughs) What are your thoughts and feelings? (laughs) The, the word lover bothers Wayne <laughs> more than the word moist. <laughs> like, and then I put, don't knock on boobs. Like, just don't. <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> Who's there? Owner. <laughs> I love that because it's in the bloopers. <laughs> I can't imagine trying to get through this scene as an actor saying those things. Knock, knock. Who's there? Big old boner in my underwear. I did put the coach has a nice singing voice, despite what the lyrics of the song that he's singing are. I love that he's sitting on the ground like a little kid. That tugs at my heartstrings because even though he goes into this really inappropriate, icky, yes, kind of disturbing monologue, you can tell that he's, which I think is a sign of him being a good actor and doing his job well. It did tell, and I'm just, I'm kind of emotional, but my heart, like, went out to him thinking about 
his wife dying and like him being lonely and him yeah. missing all these things. Those are real human emotions and he's yeah. sad and needs somebody to talk to, even if it's Wayne who's so completely uncomfortable yeah. listening to what he's talking about. But yeah, he's really being vulnerable, I feel like, and putting himself out there, especially for how he's usually portrayed as, you know, this trash can kicker that just screams at people yeah. to see this other side of him was really kind of sweet, if not gross. It's not gross. <laughs> yeah. I completely agree. I wrote down, but I reacted maybe a little bit differently than you because <laughs> my first initial reaction when I was watching it was, wait a minute, is Barb possibly not real? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, bother. <laughs> I don't know why that came across my mind. <laughs> I had never thought that. Oh, my gosh. I don't mean to, like, burst oh, that no. hole. Because that was very beautiful, your whole explanation <laughs> of human connection. But then my thought was... Is he making, is he making this up? Because he loves going into this weird, gross detail yeah. about stuff. But I don't know. And also because nobody else seems to really remember her. Yes. <laughs> like, this big... Oh, no. <laughs> and Wayne treats emotion or, like, uncomfortable, intimate conversations with people... Like, you know, you know when a dog's in trouble and they think if they just don't look at you, then it it's it fine. Goes it goes away, <laughs> yeah. and that's Wayne was just like, well, okay, uh, yeah. woo, let's look in the kitchen. I don't know. I've got to, I've got to be anywhere else but here. Yes. And then he finally pulls Bonnie into it, and it does make sense. It's a good way to kind of cap off. Okay, our interaction is done now because we're gonna take a picture and you're gonna leave. Me. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. But I felt a little bad for Bonnie getting pulled into that. Come save me from this. Yeah, yeah. Bonnie's been waiting on this opportunity for I said, years. Bonnie pulls no punches. Again, it's almost not even flirtatious. It's almost just like a statement of fact. I've been waiting on this for years, Wayne. <laughs> I gotta give it up to her. I feel like, I mean, she's hus- she's hustling. She's always hustling. She is. Girl making moves. She's nothing if not consistent. <laughs> Dan is locked out of the bathroom this time. He's forced to go outside. That's one thing we didn't mention. I bet it's super cold. I was gonna say, I've peed outside a lot. I've peed outside my fair share. Peeing outside when it's cold, especially Christmas in Ontario, yeah. I bet is super cold. I would rather whoever's getting sick go outside. And puke outside? Yeah, because then at least your privates are not all exposed to the cold. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) It's easy to just vomit outside into the snow than it is to have to pull your pants down. And if you're getting sick, then you're probably like a little warm and it's like (laughs) at least that's combating something. But now you've frozen privates. Look what you've done to everybody else. Oh, man. Wayne presents Tannis with the gift when she's called in, even though she says the evening is the salliest Christmas party ever. She's touched, but she can't open it because her nails aren't dry. I, I have always noticed her nails. She always has them very dainty. I don't know. <laughs> and it's an apron that says, Why are you all up in my grill? Which Tannis takes to be sexist, but which Wayne intended to be complimentary of her cooking skills and warning men who want to second-guess her. 
Bonnie, jealous of the attention, snaps an unflattering candid photo. Merry Christmas, Tannis. Next! Oh, man, so... I love Tannis, but who goes to a party with wet nails? That's my thought. Or who paints their nails at a party? How come you can't open a Christmas present because you have wet nails? Like, why do you have wet nails at a party? And the only thing I could think is she's done it there because she's been there at minimum for an hour because this is 9 o'clock now. So, unless she did it because she was bored or something because there's nothing interesting going on. Yeah. I don't know why she would have wet fingernails. And I love her, but she was kind of a dick right here because I think that that's a funny present. Yes. And she kind of bit his head off. And I don't find it sexist. If it had been a plain apron, maybe. But I thought, hey, he actually put some thought into getting something that was funny that went along with you as an individual. And then he said the backup was oven mitts. And if it had just been oven mitts, maybe it would have been a bit sexist. But it was oven mitts that said hot stuff coming through, which is kind of flirty. Like, hey, he thinks you're hot stuff. That's kind of cute. Because of the text. (laughs) So I was on Wayne's side for this one, which usually I'm not on Wayne's side, especially if it's against Tannis, but I was was on Wayne's side for this one. I thought those were funny. Yeah. And she needed to kind of chill out a little bit. This felt very out of character, strange for her. Almost back to when we first met her, very aggressive and then walking it back. Yeah. I don't know. It was it was weird. Like too aggressive too quickly yes. and then calming down. And she does kind of apologize. I don't like that he calls her a cow like he done being a cow. <laughs> but I do like that they can be very frank with each other. Yeah. But it just was a strange interaction. I agree. Yeah. And then know. she says, you know, sorry, I can be kind of sensitive. Sorry, I'm I was being a cow, but yeah, I like that they can call each other out on things, but yeah, it was I was like, why? Uh, uh what were you going to say? This is say Bonnie showing some teeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I loved that. Next. Merry Christmas. Next. That part's also on the blooper reel. It was hard It was hard for her to be mean, apparently. I believe that. Because she, the way she says that is a little, it's curt for Bonnie, which I imagine being difficult for her. I guess Tannis was kind of coming on to her and Wayne kind of shot her down. Kind of. I thought... At the end there, Tannis was kind of, you want to do something about it? And, and Wayne seemed not, not into it. I don't know. Yeah. I guess we just don't know. We don't know where we're at. We yeah. don't know if Rosie's here. We don't know if they've already tried. We don't know if Marie, Marie Fred. Fred. Yeah. So that part where she says, are there strings attached? And he said, most definitely. And she says, too bad. I didn't quite get that because to me saying, oh, are there strings attached in a manner like that? And he says, oh, definitely, made me feel like, oh, yeah, we're going to do it later. And then her saying, ah, too bad, was weird. So that must not have been what they meant. Again, just strange interaction. Yeah, so just what I was interpreting it as, it didn't seem to play out that way. So I just, I don't know. I thought she looked very good here, though. She was just... Her hair looked good. Her makeup looked good. Her, her nails I, looked I don't know. Good. Her outfit. Yeah, her nails looked good. She just I like overall. her Christmas sweater. It's kind of ugly sweater, but it's not ugly sweater. You know what I mean? It wasn't so tacky that it was tacky, mm-hmm. but it also wasn't so nice that it was trying. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I, just, I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It was right in the sweet spot. Yes, yes. Um, and he looked genuinely sad. 
that she didn't get the gift, like didn't understand what he was going yeah, for. Yeah, he tried his best. Yeah, and I think he did a good job, and he looked really kind of sad that she wasn't happy with it at first. I put, these are long wait times in between these presents. <laughs> yeah, as I'm waiting a whole hour before I give you another one. And then, that's all I have. The The last question, I don't know why this popped into my head at this point, but I said, did Bonnie wear this outfit specifically for Wayne? I would bet. I wonder if she got dressed for that party like, I'll be his helper elf, so I'm going to dress up like an elf. He's finally going to see me. He's, I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Gail yells at the person in the bathroom. Katie suggests they watch the 1964 top animation classic, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But Tannis does not like that, saying that Santa was a dick in that movie. <laughs> and Rawls and Stewart say that he's a racist. Katie defends it by saying it was a different time. Which ignites backlash. Derry, passing by, hates that the elf's biggest dream was to become a dentist. I don't remember that. Yeah. And I, then he I, says that, uh, Stuart says that that's the highest suicide rate of any profession. That doesn't surprise me. I, I worked in admissions for the vet school, and so they... They would always talk about, you know, rates about stuff. Because it's such a stress. It's so stressful to get into any kind of medical school. Mm -hmm. And then you work so hard. And then you've got all these loans. And it's just really high pressure, high stakes. And so that was super bummy. (laughs) Super bumming. But Katie's right. What a bummer time to be talking about this too. I put Gail is back. And then wall sitting. I remember it well. Because she says, I guess I'm going to go practice my wall sit. I wrote that down. <laughs> I hate wall sits. And just to think to do that outside in the cold. In the cold. You basically probably over snow at some... Ugh, no, I would not like that. <laughs> How do you feel about Rudolph? I have feelings about Rudolph, but I want to know what your feelings about Rudolph I are. Have none. I have none. I have no feelings about it. I, I was going to ask you what your favorite Christmas movie was. But I honestly don't... I, I don't even really know if I have a favorite Christmas movie. It's it's not a it was never a big thing for us. My favorite Christmas movie is The Muppet Christmas Carol, the Muppet version. Like oh. it has to be the Muppet version. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's so cool. I love that movie. I watch it multiple times every year. I could probably quote it to you. I love Muppet stuff. I love Muppet stuff too. Do you, are Statler and Waldorf in that? Yes, they're they're Mar- my favorite. Moments. They're Marley and Marley, and have you not seen it? It's been forever. You I can't need remember. To watch it. it's, uh, it's on Disney Plus. Because, <laughs> but Rudolph, I I do not like this Rudolph cartoon. Okay, I don't think that Santa's necessarily racist, but Rudolph's dad is very misogynistic. There's a line in it where he's like, "You women folks stay in the cave," and I just like it makes me heated. Because, like, I grew up watching it, and it never really bothered me until I watched it as an adult. And I was just like, "How? what a chauvinistic reindeer you are. So, yeah. I, <laughs> it was a different time. It was a different, <laughs> I love Roald getting on to Katie, though. How long is it going to be an excuse, Katie? <laughs> like, I, I love that Coach was like, how old do you think I am? I know. Which, uh, how old do you think I Coach I have is? no idea. <laughs> She's like, hell? he seemed to <laughs> I liked this scene. <laughs> it was it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was it it was just 
a good way to bring up a humorous yet serious conversation about stuff that people tend to ignore during the holidays. Yeah. I liked seeing Tannis and the Skids getting along because they haven't interacted too much since the big fight, yeah. have they? And so... I wrote down, is Tannis after Stuart now? I don't know. She was getting like... Well, I wrote down, everybody's getting handsy. Well, I I wrote, you can slowly see the evolution of everybody getting drunker and drunker. <laughs> which True. leads to handsy. Yes. So. <laughs> I uh, love... Yeah. In the background of this, it has nothing to do with anything, but there's just a Christmas card in the background with Gus, and he's got a Christmas hat on, and it's Aww, very cute. That is cute. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I probably wouldn't enjoy Rudolph 1964 version, but it's been, I I know I watched it at some point, but watching Christmas movies isn't a thing I look forward to. It's not like It's not a part tradition. of your tradition, yeah. your Christmas traditional things that you do. There's one that Nate watched every year growing up that I had never seen until last year, White Christmas. I had never seen that movie. I think I have watched that. It's like a musical dancey, which really surprised me that he watched it every oh, year. Yeah. It's got Bing Crosby. It's like an old movie, and I enjoyed it well enough. You can definitely tell that it was a different time period, like Rudolph, which I think is why I like the new Grinch, the new cartoon Grinch. Not the Jim mm-hmm. Carrey one, but the one Benedict Cumberbatch. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. He plays the Grinch's voice in this one. But it gives him some backstory about why he's such a Grinch, that he was an orphan and that he didn't (laughs) feel loved and that he's holding on to these childhood traumas and resentment and that's what's made him the way that he is in his adult life. Like, I like that they (laughs) fleshed out his character more than just he's a Grinch who lives on a mountain who takes everybody's stories. And then at the end, when he gives all their presents back, because in the old cartoon... He just gives all their presents back, and at the end of the movie, he has to explain to them and talk to them, and I don't know. I like the new it's one a more whole Yeah, realistic it's more realistic. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I like in my cards. I like Two it. Two things. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes. I love him so much. <laughs> and two, there's this thing on Facebook that always goes around around this time that says something along the lines of maybe the Grinch wouldn't be such an ass if every five minutes people weren't singing a song about what a terrible person he yes, is. Which is true because in the old cartoon, well in this one too, but it's a redone version of the song but yeah, it's like Well, if you wouldn't make him feel so bad every five seconds. Goodness. Right. And then also there's another one. It's like, the Grinch didn't hate Christmas, he hated people, which is fair. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> that is fair. I I understand holding up in your house with your dog. I get that. Yes, that's what I want to do. <laughs> Live by yourself <laughs> in uh, a mountain with your dog. Rald talks into Stuart's mouth. Did you notice <laughs> I that? I missed that. You can t- it's just the, pr- the same thing, like the progression of the handsiness mm-hmm. and, you know, people are drunk and so... You're just seeing that getting worse and worse. And he's going to talk to Tannis, but he sideswipes Stuart's <laughs> mouth as he goes to talk. Roll, I feel like Roald is the most drunk from the get-go yes. in this episode. <laughs> I don't like, though, that Tannis is in here calling people out. But then she was just in the other room with Wayne being problematic. <laughs> She's... She, does stuff like that yeah. sometimes. Which Wayne does too. Yeah, that's true. We've called Wayne on that plenty of times. Everyone is being a downer, and I put, is this because no one can drink beer? <laughs> right? They're being forced 
to to drink all of these horrible, gross drinks. I mean, sometimes that's like a mood that kind of comes over a get-together party, especially if you're drinking heavily. Instead of everybody being happy drunk, everybody gets really sad drunk altogether. Yeah, mm-hmm. let's dissect the universe. I don't know. Maybe it's not so much drunk as like high, but I get that though. I mean, it's not following the crowd so much, but it just takes one. Yeah, people release energy. I, you know, like you're always putting off some sort of energy, some sort of vibe. It can, yeah, it can affect the whole get together. And Katie's trying. She's trying to liven it back up. She's trying to get it back in a more jolly spirit, but she's outnumbered at this point. Christmas cheer just hitting a real fever pitch now. Do you have anything else for that scene before we Uh, go? No, not for that. Okay, so this is what I've been waiting on. Oh, Gailer. Okay, Wayne calls Gail into the living room to give her her gift, a framed photo of Uncle Eddie. This thrills her, and she gyrates with it erotically. Wayne wishes... Wayne wishes she would stop calling him uncle as she wasn't his niece. But she gyrates erotically. That's just how to describe Gail all the time. That's exactly, that's her whole life is yes. gyrating That's erotically. the character. When she pretends like she's talking without dentures in oh. was hilarious. <laughs> it made me laugh out loud. This is... For for her to have not been around all season, this is all I needed of her. She makes up for it in the 20 seconds of she screen does. time she has here. I was like, all right, that's all. <laughs> You're done. You're done, Gail. Please sit down. It put, her talking without the teeth is funny. Everything else about this is uncomfortable for me and Wayne. <laughs> yeah, I hate it. I put down, Wayne immediately regrets the present he got Gail. Yeah, like this was a mistake and I don't want to know. And he's not your uncle. <laughs> Please stop saying that. Please stop saying that. <laughs> Please stop saying that. <laughs> that's all the notes I have for Gail. I wonder who that's actually a picture of. Because they, they flipped They're, it around yeah, and, and showed the picture. He's a real person. Hmm. I wonder if it's his uncle in real life. I don't know. I'm so curious. I, I, need to, I should have seen if I could look that up. But maybe they talk about it behind the scenes somewhere. I'll try to see if I can find it for next time. But it would make sense... To put his picture up at the bar because everyone's, you know, always got stories and stuff. And he seems to have been a big part of the community. So, overall. Like, he did a lot for Letterkenny when he lived there. Yeah. So, it's a good thought, but immediate regret. Yeah. Because you don't know what else is going to be happening with that photograph now. Yes. Or you do know and you just wish you didn't. (laughs) Again, great picture. (laughs) With her backing it up on Wayne. (laughs) She's saying, beat me. (laughs) It's. Well, that's what it says. I thought she was saying beep, beep, like she was backing oh, up. Like but the, the subtitle say Well, because she says that he hit her with a cane. or That's true. And so it could, really could be either. Beep, beep is a whole lot better. Backing it up. Beep, yeah. Beep. I'm going to go with that one just to help my, you know. Emotional. Yes, <laughs> my mental well-being. <laughs> As the clock strikes 11, Stuart nearly gags on his own jingle juice. Glenn encourages Wayne to take up the ditch, but Wayne declines. Glenn dis- is disappointed the church elders hired an outside preacher to give the Christmas sermon instead of him. He delivers some excerpts for Wayne. Wayne gives him his gift, a pitch pipe, to use for the salty treats. But Glenn says that they've broken up and does not understand its purpose since he has been blessed with perfect pitch. That was what it was that made me think that it would be an outside writer 
was that uh, Glenn said he had a sermon all prepared, and then the elders got an outside preacher. Oh. To, and I was like, I wonder if they had an outside writer for this episode, which they ended up having it. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> look at you looking into in-depth look. That's great. Uh, yes, yes. Wayne! What? Be honest about something. You should always be honest. I'm a little bit sad. Uh-oh. What happened was I had a sermon all cooked up for tonight, but then the church elders went ahead and voted to have a guest minister come in instead of me. I don't know why. I guess because there must have been just like a, I guess a quick scene here of Stuart gagging or whatever. It but was somebody in the bathroom. I yeah. just wrote down, I feel like Stuart's not doing anything. You yeah, know, I mean, really. like, I guess he's around and he's part of what's happening, but just in a very, I guess Dan's not either, if you think about it. Yeah. He's really, because I, I kind of noticed that even more than with Dan, even the part where Roll tries to kiss him, it's almost like he's waiting to be somewhere else or like waiting for the party to be over yeah. or like not really involved or. He's the least involved he can be with still being there. Yeah. Somehow. I wrote down, I love that Glenn has a festive ditch. He does. And Wayne won't toot the ditch. <laughs> Just have a, a ditch, Wayne. My Glenn. I'm glad he's back. I put that I could totally hear that as a sermon. His little, when he quotes part of the sermon. It's not about presence. It's about his presence. <laughs> That's clever, isn't it? I just. And then when he opens Wayne's gift, he has this little rant. He goes off about the niceties of writing a card to go along with the gift. Would have been nice if it was a personal message. I know. <laughs> like, that's the nicest part, because anybody can buy a gift, but not anybody can write it. Oh, it says Glenn. That's me. That's so nice. And then it says, dear Glenn. No, nothing. Okay, that's fine, too. You don't have to write a personal message or anything. That's the nicest part, usually. That's what my mom always said. Nice part is the card. Always write a nice little card for people. Because, you know, anyone can buy a gift. Not everyone can write their feelings down on a card and be all sweet. Glenn is a passive-aggressive Southern Baptist Tennessean woman. That whole little rant that he does, because it's very calm and it's very kind of backhanded. Very it's backhanded. super passive-aggressive and... I just, just the worst kind of person. Yes. I, I, I feel like I know several people who would have gone off on that. Yes. <laughs> okay, Karen. Next time you will yes. not be getting a present from us. Right. Not only will you not get a personal handwritten card, and I'm bad about writing thank you notes. I always think that they're nice. I appreciate getting them. I don't expect them, but probably because I'm so bad about writing them. Yeah. I always have been. I just... I'm sorry if you get me a gift and you never get a thank you note. It's not that I'm not thankful. It's just that I feel like... It's a lot you, of pressure. If you only give a gift to get a thank you, you shouldn't be giving it. Agreed. Yeah. Anyway, that's my little soapbox for the night. <laughs> the salty treats broke up. <laughs> what does he say? A treat got another sweetie and they stuffed each other's stockings Yeah. Something. He talks about Fleetwood Mac and... <laughs> no, we didn't do that. I wrote down... Did Fleet Fleetwood Mac did drugs? Question mark. I'm gonna say a hard yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm not. I don't know Fleetwood Mac. I don't. I don't know if I was really like ever into their music. I probably listened to a few songs. Stevie Nicks is a goddess. She's actually a witchy goddess. I love she, Stevie Nicks. <laughs> she dated 
the guitarist, mm-hmm. right? And then they broke up, and then she sang songs about and what then, a dick he was while yeah. he had to play background. Yes, she wrote breakup songs about him and uh, then made him play guitar in front of all their fans that on is tour. boss bitch move. She is savage as curmudgeons. And I love her. Yes. That is the best. I know. Can you and you can't, that's his literal job. He can't not do that. It's just great. It gets me giddy feeling every time I think about that. Oh, my gosh. I said, I wonder if my tattered journal's still together, though. Oh, that's such a good name, my tattered journal. Yeah, we can't break up my tattered journal because we have a tour pending 2022. (laughs) It's a perfect pitch. Yeah. (laughs) I said perfect pitch, right, Josh? Oh, Uh, Lord. Josh, okay, so who is it? I forget. There's somebody... There's some pop person that actually has perfect pitch, and Josh is so jealous of him. I think it's Charlie Puth. He was born with natural perfect pitch. Like, he can oh. find it wherever, and it's it's very uncommon. But, I mean, obviously, Glenn doesn't have it. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure he does. <laughs> I like that he said, what about a song? He said, no, what about a... Psalm <laughs> said no. <laughs> I like how he's going off about how Christmas is not about presents until Wayne pulls out a present for him. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, for me? Yeah. Getting that perfect Santa elf pose. <laughs> yes. I love that. I said this is the best Christmas card ever. That was a good one. Get you the, know that Glenn's going to get a copy of that and keep it. Get the didge in the shot. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else about that scene? No. Jonesy comes out of the bathroom after having a spit. I thought that one of them before had sounded like Jonesy, but I don't think he'd been in there the whole time. No, I don't know. They don't ever say who it is in the bathroom except for this one part. Riley says that he's in the mood for one as well. Wayne calls them in for their gift, even though he says he doesn't know their name. He's got to still throw in that dickhead thing just a little bit. Hey, Wayne, it's Christmas. Don't be a dick. That's my moral. My Christmas moral for you. Don't Mm -hmm. be a dick. But it is really sweet. He gets them a photo collage of the letter Kenny Shamrock at season since they won their big ship. They are for once left completely speechless. They remark on the spirit of the season to which college and university girls are returning to their hometown disappointed from their high expectations that have not been met at school they're seeking comfort and solace from their hometown and the hockey players then have sex with them (laughs) that's it it was really special when i took her down nice (laughs) nice it's so funny because well i don't know it also is a weird vibe in this scene because it went from really heartfelt and sweet and you could tell it really touched them because Wayne is literally a dick to them all, all the, the time. time. He's even a dick when he's calling them in to get their present. And then this is probably one of the most thoughtful thoughtful gifts. It almost choked me up some watching this scene because they are so touched by it. And even Wayne knows, like, hey, I did a good job and they are really touched by this. Yeah, my heart was just a puddle. It was so cute. Their faces are so sweet. Like, oh, look, there's us and there's coach and, there's and we the, did that there's the la- yeah this is our this is our dream man and it, it it takes time and effort to make a photo collage for somebody it does so that's not something like oh hey i'll get that for the hockey players it reminds me of them it's not like buying a pitch pipe even though that was very glenn specific 
he would, you know, you'd think he'd like it. It took a, a this step took more effort. A, yes. Yes. Which they deserve because they're the greatest and the best. And they always help him when he needs help with any kind of fight or anything. And I put, he still has to be mean to our boys before giving them the sweetest gift that he gives. Yeah. <laughs> but then it takes a weird shift in tone that put me off in a weird way because uh. it was... Because it was so undefined. You know what I mean? They were touched and very emotional. And genuine. Yeah, and then it shifted in a very weird way. But they stayed the same, but it was a whole different direction. Yeah. I was trying to read them. I was like, are they still touched? Are they? And then I, I know they were like getting into the joke of... Oh, yeah, like it, it meant a lot. It was very special to me. And then I took her down. I get that they're getting into that joke of... And then I had sex with her. Okay, I get that. But the shift in tone for the scene was very strange and abrupt. Didn't work for you. It was a little weird. The collage part of it worked for me so much. I I have so much time for that. It was very cute. And it was... They... Finally, someone sees them. Our boys are being recognized for their great work. Yes. I don't know. It was just a strange, strange vibe. But still enjoyable. And still thumbs up. So. Yes. You can tell that they're starting to get sappy drunk. But then I love yeah. that they busted out that team pose. You know what I mean? No matter how drunk we were at formal or homecoming or whatever, mm-hmm. when it was time for the group pictures, you still bust out that group picture shot. They were all emotional <laughs> all right, and drunk. Get it together. Get it like, together. Hey, we need to take this picture and what, like, keep, keep this Someone photo. prop member up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's happened many a time. The, they play drunk well, too. They do. Everybody did. Like, those two, and Roald especially, I think, did really good drunk this episode. A plus. I also have to know, if you are drunk and the urge to vomit hits you, how do you not just vomit? You can't can't plan it for later. You can't wait in line in the bathroom if you've got to puke. You find somewhere to puke. (laughs) And then if you're standing in line for the bathroom to puke, yeah, you don't, oh, I'll, I'll do that later. You gotta puke, you're gonna puke now. Yeah, very strange. Yeah. Other Unless than he that, was gonna make himself sick because he knew it was coming. Knew it was coming. I don't, yeah. I wrote down, what do you think of their game for takedowns? Like, their game plan for takedowns. I will say, again, this was just very cute. Dylan Playfair, the way he delivered his lines... She was really rude to me before. <laughs> I don't know what it was about that. It really yeah. made me laugh. <laughs> They're not preying on, I guess, because they're just asking, basically. But did you have that feeling of going to university thinking, oh, I'm going to have all meet these new, sophisticated guys who are going to be just so different from high school, and then being disappointed and, and going home to this? Well, see, I mean, I went to but at the time, my family only lived in it was only like an hour away. Yeah. So it wasn't a bit. And I went to a really small high school. There was only like five guys in my whole high school class. Yeah. I don't know. And also. It wasn't this or this. Yeah. And I I only moved to Tennessee my junior year of high school. So it's not like I had the hometown vibe that I was coming back to. Yeah. So I didn't experience this personally. But what about you? Because you grew I mean. Yeah, it, it was a similar situation where I didn't go to school super far away from mm-hmm. my hometown, but absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, if anything, 
I mean, there were there were f- fine guys that I grew up with, but it was literally it's small enough here where we were going to school together from kindergarten through high school. I'd seen the pick. I had looked at all of them. I knew them all. We had tried. Like, if we were the, attracted to each other, we'd already tried. It didn't work. <laughs> we moved on. So, I was, if I was going to find somebody, it was going to be. going to be at college. Yeah, at college or or outside of my hometown bubble. So, But also, I don't know. You're only out of school for three weeks over Christmas. I'm okay for three weeks until I go back to school. I don't have to come back home and smash a hockey player that yeah. I used to hate. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Like, the way you literally <laughs> says the word hate. Yeah, like, <laughs> I I am okay by myself for that amount of time, but I don't know. <laughs> I guess not everyone is. Yeah. Shoot, three weeks. I don't know. Yeah. Well. Katie proposes watching Home Alone to Gail and the coach. Coach says that he often shows it to his players as a meditation on pain. Those burglars... <laughs> should have been killed a hundred times, but they persist. <laughs> Stewart criticizes the realism of the film. There he reflected that there was no point in robbing the McAllisters, so the burglars must have just hated themselves, and Dan agrees, saying that they just wanted to die, which is super... Got really dark really Super fast. bummy. Yeah. This is... I have to tell you, the rumors are this is not the best Christmas party ever. I know. What is it that Wayne is thinking is making this the best Christmas party ever? I have no idea. His hopes and dreams. I guess on all accounts it's a fairly mediocre party. I mean, nothing against it, but like, best Christmas party ever? There's not even games going on or anything. It's just a bunch of kind of morbid conversation and then Wayne every hour giving away one present. (laughs) He's waiting one hour. (laughs) They should have been killed a hundred times over. A lot of people have said that about the Home Alone stuff, though. They did a Mythbusters episode on it. They should have died several times (laughs) throughout. (laughs) Which, if you like stuff like Mythbusters, it was very interesting. Do you like Home Alone? Not particularly. I feel it's one of those ones, like, it came out right perfect for my age. I think I'm the same age as Macaulay Culkin. He's like a year or two older than me. Yeah. And so it was my, I was, I was the target audience for that. But going back and rewatching as an adult, if it's on, it's fine, but it's not one of those ones like every you don't year. seek it out. Yeah. It's not yeah. like, oh, it's Christmas time. We got to watch Home Alone. It's not one of mine. How about you? I just loved the reaction to this. Okay. Home Alone. It's practically the perfect Christmas movie. That's a strong choice. I show it to my players regularly. You do? Yeah, it's a moving meditation on pain. Home Alone? Yeah, those two burglars should have been killed a hundred times in that movie. Right off the bat, the icy stairs Marv slips on, bam, that's a shattered spine. Or at his age, at least a slipped disc. But no, he gets up and walks around like he's just got a couple broken ribs, right? And then Harry walks in, boom, shot in the balls with a pellet gun, and then his head is lit on fire. I don't care either way. I'm like you. I it's it's fine. It's fine. I'm not gonna seek it out. If I am bored on a Sunday, <laughs> halfway taking a nap, and it and comes it's on, on TV. <laughs> fine. But I love the the different perspectives of this, even though they're all super morbid. But Coach is like Harry and Marv deserved it. <laughs> like they they worked so hard. <laughs> they persisted. <laughs> And then everyone else is like, they hated themselves. Yeah, that, I mean, that was 
that got pretty deep. I like Dan and Derry. I agree with Derry. They're obviously rich, but nothing in their house seems overly worthwhile stealing. Agreed. Again, just going back and what, because you see their house as a kid, even as an adult, that's a glorious house. Yeah. But then when you look inside, it's, you know, there's not anything in there that's more than just what a suburban family would have anyway. There's nothing in there worth going through all the crap that they went through <laughs> to break into this house. Did you notice that Gail was petting Dan's face? That was the note that I had to make. <laughs> She's playing with Dan's beard and Coach's ear at the same time. Oh, I didn't notice the ear She's face. just, like, both arms out, just playing. It's Pansy so Gail. Cute and honestly, it reminds me of me because when I get drunk, I get very touchy feely. Yeah, even if it's not somebody that I'm trying to take down, I just get very physically affectionate, and I could just see that being something that, like, oh, I like your beard. Oh, hey, you have an ear. I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> shiny things. (laughs) Yes. But I thought that was so cute because she has no lines here. She doesn't say anything, but just her, the way she's lounging on the counter, playing with their... Yeah. It's so cute in a weird way. Yes, I I agree. And neither of them are pulling away from it. Yeah, it's like neither of them mind, but neither of them are also... It's not like they're thinking, oh, hey, she's playing with my ear. I'm about to get late. You know, it's just just a thing that's happening. Yeah. And... (laughs) Nobody minds it, but nobody's really even drawing attention to it. Like, oh, she's just doing her thing. Just let her be. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Katie then proposes The Santa Claus starring Tim Allen. Stuart and Rold point out that various plot holes, such as the possibility of Santa suit being worn by a serial killer, they ruminate on what kind of Santa various serial killers would have been. Wayne calls the skids in for their gift. They denounce consumerism and say that they don't want the gift. And Wayne says, but what if it's drugs? <laughs> to which Rawd immediately destroys that package. <laughs> and he's giving them a bottle of vitamin D because they seem to lack sunlight in their basement. Rawd making that Tim Allen noise <clears throat> is perfection. It was great. <laughs> it, was it was spot on. Oh, so good. He does such a good job of it. Rawd, for... I mean, he was the best part of this whole episode. Yeah. I'll, you know what? I'll say World was the best part of this episode. I, I can't Other name than, another person that did. I mean, he didn't do a lot, but he did the best. He did the best. <laughs> he understood the assignment. I'm actually really here for this conversation. I don't know what it is about it. Just The Santa suit conversation? Just the dissecting of all the old movies. The really yeah. just being judgmental about all this <laughs> stuff. I just, I feel like... It would be a conversation that I would like to be a part of. I wrote that down. Even though this is a very strange Christmas party, I would love to go. Right? I wish that they would let me drink beer there. But other than that, it seems like not the best Christmas party ever, but interesting. A good hang. Yeah, exactly. I see that being more of like a hangout evening than If they weren't trying to make it the best Christmas party ever, it would be... An above-average hang. Yeah. That's spot on, yes. What do you think about the Santa Claus movie? Again, that's another one that it's fine. It came out when I was a kid. It was cute when I was a kid. It's only okay to me now. I don't know. I agree. I like that one the best of all the ones they've said. I think there is this one Christmas movie that I would like to watch again. I cannot for the life of me remember the name the name of it. I think it was called I'll Be Home for Christmas. 
and it starred Jonathan Jay- Taylor, Taylor Thomas. Thomas. Yes. <laughs> and that is, I don't know any part of the plot, but it doesn't matter because he Jonathan Taylor. He does a Santa Taylor- marathon at some point in that movie. He runs with a bunch of Santa Clauses. I haven't thought about that movie in a long time. Well, you're welcome. I was going to, like, <laughs> I was going to marry that boy if he ever knew that I existed. I loved him. He had the most perfect skin. I was going to say. <laughs> He had the prettiest skin tone. It was like he was always a little permatan, like a golden god. Exactly. Oh, my God. That middle hair part. I love a good Nani's flippy hair. Yeah, and he was the king of it. He was. And then he just stopped. Where did you go, JTT? Come back. I know. Come back to us. He went to college or something. <sighs> yeah, he. I think he just is being normal now. Yeah, he's just living <laughs> so his life. Probably. Like, good for you. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so... Vitamin D, yes. These kids need it. I put, Wayne is really detracting from all of these gifts by just saying it's tradition. I wish that he'd just say, like, I got you this gift, and just let it be that he's being nice rather than being like, yeah, I got you a gift. It's tradition, so. It's part of his little gag through this episode, but I wish he would just be like, yeah, I got you a gift, and that be it. I thought of you. Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, what Wayne could say But I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> I was waiting for you to explain why. <laughs> no, just it. Wayne. It seems beyond him to be able to say. I I thought of you, and this is for you because I thought of you. Because he really did put thought into all of these gifts. Giving anybody else vitamin D wouldn't make any sense. Exactly. I think that's a good gift for them. I thought it was funny that when they go to take the picture, Rold is still mid-lecture, and Stuart immediately tries to strike a metal pose. Like, uh, yeah. He's just always trying so hard. and I <laughs> Everything has to be metal. Yes. I like when they go in, the skids are going to start this tribe or whatever, but <laughs> even though he is so determined, it's, you know, it's Christmas, it's going to be great, this is the best. He said, shut the fuck up, it's Christmas. <laughs> I was like, yes, I guess that's the sentiment you're trying to get across. That's how he makes everybody else usually feel during holidays, going on their, yes. their rants about, you know, like Rold says, non-pagan, because a lot of Christmas should be his pagans. I have no time for that. <laughs> yes, no time for that, sir. I, love I wrote down... I'm assuming the other skids didn't get invited, or I'm assuming that the other skids are the ones that have been throwing up this whole time. Maybe. That is, that's, a, that's an idea. So. They're just hogging the bathroom. Do you have anything else about the skids part? Uh, no, not about the skids. Okay. Wayne calls the Hicks in. He just says Hicks in here. Hicks. <laughs> for their gifts, a pencil case for Dan for Professor Trisha's women's studies class. Cologne for dairy. Wayne notes that banana boat's not cutting it, bud. Especially the smell of the barn clothes. But points out that dairy not wearing his barn clothes every damn place would probably be more fruitful choice. Yes. And for Katie, he has a new Christmas movie, The Reindeer Effect. A bootleg Korean film sent by his friend Teddy Kim. No one has seen it, so they all agree to put it on. And I put down... It is way effing like to put on a movie. Agreed. Because getting to be about midnight and, you know, if you were going to play an entire movie at a Christmas party, that 8 o'clock present would have been the cutoff point for me. Yep, yep, yep. 
Yes. You're not going to put on a movie at 11.30, 11.45. Nope. When I've been drinking. I was going to say, unless you buy me a, what was your thing called? A huggle or something like that? <laughs> yes. Unless my gift is a Snuggie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not making it through a movie. Wayne is a good gift giver. I love Dan. Dan is like my spirit animal. He's adorable. I save ribbons and bags and paper like crazy, and it drives Nate crazy. It drives him insane. It's one of his. I think, it, you know, like how when you, you love a person genuinely for who they are, but there's that thing about them that irritates the Hermogens? shit out of you? Yeah. Me saving tissue paper irritates the Hermogens? shit out of you. <laughs> If you had to pick one thing. That's it. He's like, it's like 90 cents, Amber. Let's just buy some more next year. And I'm like, why would we buy it? Like, I am very waste not, want not. Yeah. Very reduce, reuse, recycle. Until that paper is ripped or has holes in it or something, I'm going to wrap another present in it at some point. This is how millionaires are made, Nate. Right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. You're welcome. All those coupons, all that reused tissue paper, that's what's getting us (laughs) to that next rung in life. I am Barry because he immediately puts his bow on himself. <laughs> that was cute. I thought that was adorable. I was like, yes, Derry, you are me. It's yes. so cute. I like and now he, he won't stink. Yeah. He's almost confused about his present, though. Bless his little sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, why would I need this? I have banana boat. Yes, Derry, but embrace the glow up. Yes. You are on your way. You just... Did you write something <laughs> like that? I wrote down. I said... This is going to help Derry be even more attractive. He's on his way up. He is. So just take it, say thank you, and use it. (laughs) Yeah, yes. We need you to slowly grow your attractiveness, get to the level that Katie's going to be like, oh, hey, look, what happened to you? Yep. Not in the barn clothes. You smell kind of nice. You're starting to be more confident and assertive. Not super awkward, bud. Mm Mm-hmm. Almost there. (laughs) What do you think of Katie's Christmas movie? I guess it's one that she would like. It's not a gift I would like to receive. Agreed. But it seems like she does have some sort of fondness for not just Christmas movies, but... Adding to her collection? Yeah. Unique Christmas movies. Yeah. Whereas most people might get a bootleg Korean movie and go, what the F is this? Which she didn't seem super excited, but she did seem content with it. Like, oh, hey, let's put this on. You know, she wasn't jumping up and down, but it was something I think that she would appreciate. Yeah. So. It was a Korean Christmas thriller, (laughs) is what it was. A Korean Christmas thriller. I just, I wonder how bad that movie is. (laughs) Probably the worst. And then people were popping out of everywhere. It was so funny. The just the heads popping out. on each other. And again, I think most of the bloopers from this season are from the Christmas episode because... Heads popping out, and it was hard for them to keep it together, apparently. So, I just love these bloopers. Yes. And then he was just going on, like, cheer, this might be the best Christmas party ever. Their faces are so cute when they do that. It really is. It's all in the physical humor that they lay out here. I, I guess they put it on, but I don't think they actually do because then it's time. They all agree. That this is the best Christmas party ever. The clock strikes midnight and they have to celebrate with the three wise men. But are chagrined. So they all take the shots. They're all around the table. Which seems like that's how I would want to start that party. Seems like, yeah. <laughs> and, and then Wayne says, now let's all have a spit. And I, 
I don't know how you could do that and not vomit. Yeah. It seems weird to be saying, hey, let's wait till the end of this party and then have a group throw up. Because yes. that's basically what they did. We're keeping it classy until the midnight three wise men and then everybody throws up. How are they going to do that with one bathroom, too? You got to be going out in the yard. Exactly. I like. said, I said, no, thank you. No. LA. <laughs> LA. I just love the way the Wayne says that. But, <laughs> but the Gus and Brew they're drinking is Gus and Brew Gold. I don't I, know why. But. I saw that it was different. I couldn't tell how it was, the, like what it was, but I saw that it was different looking bottle. I didn't notice what the other ones that they drank were, though. I didn't see either. I tried to look. This is why me and Wayne would get along if this had actually been the best Christmas party ever. But he just says, you know, Christmas is all about coming together. And I love that. And now let's all go get sick together. No, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's a funny way to end it. If you're into vomiting, funny If you're stuff. into vomiting, if that's your thing. <laughs> that's your thing, I guess. If that's how you like to end your parties. It was a very nice sentiment right up until that. So, obviously, Katie, Derry, and Dan, he considers friends and family. But I like that in that group, he included the skids and the hockey players. And even Coach and Gail and Glenn. Like, he could choose who he invited to this party. So, I think he likes them. I think he just doesn't want to admit that he actually likes them. I think so, too. Because of everyone's... The hockey players was the most thoughtful gift it he gave. It really was. It was the sweetest gift. I loved it. I did Touched too. my heart. It did. What did you give this overall? Overall, I gave it a 7.5. And again, not because I thought it was necessarily the funniest all the time. Mm-hmm. I just really liked the episode overall. But I like Christmas, man. Yeah. That's so funny because I never score higher than you. I gave it an eight, uh, but again, it was it was the exact same thing. It was by no means the funniest this season to yeah. me, but it was because of the feeling it gave me. Yes, <laughs> and the feeling of also, I would want to go to this party, even though it is definitely not the best Christmas party ever. It seems like a fun hang, an interesting hang, anyway. It would have been an interesting. Friends gathering, even at Christmas time. I don't know. As far as Christmas party, mm-hmm. didn't get that vibe. But as like you said, it was almost like I don't know. Have you ever had a conversation with somebody on drugs? <laughs> I have. Kind, that's kind of how I felt. Just where everybody was a little bit deeper and darker about all of the stuff that they were talking about. I can get that way when I drink. When you drink, And too. I just am with just one or two people at the most. If I'm in a big whatever. If I'm and, focused on one person at a party, then we can get that way, yeah. And like you said, if one person's like that, it does kind of spread to everybody else. Yeah. But it, it, it would have been something I wouldn't... I wouldn't have mind going, except for the shots at last i wouldn't have participated i mean if we were gonna do that i would have wanted to do mine at the beginning of the because then you've got them all liquored up on this sweet sugary crap and then you're making them take all these yeah just absolutely no thank you yeah no not good not good stuff not good stuff bud (laughs) <laughs> All right, well, that's it for the episode. Do you have, well, unless you have anything else. Uh, no, just uh, get me in the, the Christmas spirit. It's almost Christmas time in real life, so. I'm excited. Uh, I don't like the pressures of getting a good gift and getting the right gift and getting the right people gifts mm-hmm. and who needs one or who doesn't. I that's that. my, 
I'm pretty good at gift giving, I think. Because you can't give a gift to everybody you know. That's just feasibly impossible, yeah. right? <clears throat> but it's like, okay, well, because Nate has some nieces and nephews that we don't see very often, but they don't live too far away, so they might come to his parents' house for gift giving, or they might not. Yeah. Do we need to get them a gift? Because we only see them maybe once a year. And then it's like, so I don't really know what they're into either. Yeah, see, yeah. and it's like, how old are they again? I know the general, but yeah. I don't know specifics, and then I don't want to not get a present and then them be there, and they don't have something to open from us. It's just a whole... It's a whole thing. We're getting into that where, uh, I mean, I don't know what Josh and I are going to do. Because we're, we're obviously, we're not having kids. But together, we've got six siblings. Oh, crap. Is that right? I have three. Yeah, three. Yes, we have six siblings. Mm-hmm. And they're all having kids slash have had kids. We're going to be drowning in nieces and nephews. Yeah. So... What kind of principle do we set up front? Because if you, if you start, then you can't stop. You can't stop, yeah. I got our neighbor something last year, which I had only ever done Chex Mix or cookies or something like that previously, yeah. and then got them an actual gift last year. And they hadn't gotten us something, and you could tell that we gave them that gift, and then they panicked and ran to the store, and they brought over presents for the babies. Which was nice of them, but I felt unnecessary. But now I'm like, crap. Do I have to? Because now now they've got two grandkids that live with them. Do I have to buy the grandkids presents now? Yeah, it's like, oh, God. Why can't we just move? (laughs) I, same. I, if, if Josh would let me, which we can't because he works with, for the church. Now he's on staff. And literally, I won't even see him on Christmas Eve because he will be, Uh, we have three we have three three services on christmas eve so oh, he will gosh. be there all day which is fine because we're like that's we're used to it but if it was up to me like you kind of do for thanksgiving i would go out of town mm-hmm. and just avoid all of it yes yep and and i love traveling anyway i would prefer to do that anyway yeah so. well and something we decided you know when we talked i completely like spaced on my train when you started your family yes we wanted to have Memories rather than stuff. So, like, I would rather take the babies on a trip somewhere and yeah. have an experience with them than just buy them some more crap, you know? Because I'm big on practical gifts, gifts that you need. You need more underwear? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's your Christmas present. Uh, Scarlet steals my nice tweezers all the time. They have a little mirror case. She's taking them all the time. So, for Christmas, I got her her own set of good tweezers with a little mirror case to carry them around in. And you know she'll use it. And Nate's like, you got her tweezers? Like, it's some kind of, yes, she'll use it. She, I know that she likes them because she takes mine all the time. I know that she'll get use out of them. I know it's something that she will enjoy. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he tends to do bigger gifts that maybe aren't necessary. Yeah. Which is another reason why it's like, hey, let's just go on a trip. Because that saves him from doing that. And it saves crap from being accumulated and... And it's just like, hey, sorry, eight people who want us to come over on Christmas Day. We're going out of town. Yeah. Which we're not going out of town this Christmas. <sighs> so. so Josh and I have, obviously, we have opposite work schedules. Almost completely opposite. His work time is the weekend slash night. Basically from- starts Wednesday night, goes through Sunday. Mm-hmm. And guess who is working through the week? That's me. And then I get my time off on Saturday, which is normally... Saturday, Sunday, and that's his two busiest days. Yes, probably, I never yeah. see him. So it just it is. It's 
rough. Uh, and, and so it makes it harder, too, because it's like, okay, when, when people are planning their vacations and holiday stuff, normally Josh's job is taking him away from me during holiday stuff because if there's an entertainment thing happening then yeah he's working <laughs> so it's it's just something we kind of got used to we've gotten used to working hard to make awkward times our times we go off together so we're going somewhere in february the second week of february no one ever travels in almost ever in the middle of february places because it's just a weird time it's like not peak tourist season yeah. places yeah and, and it's not busy for my work and it's not busy for his work so we've kind of had to scope out but it becomes your kind of our time yeah. yeah so but anyway enough about that i guess really quickly do you have any what's the scoop i felt like i had something and now i can't think of it so you go ahead okay <laughs> i do have i have two things yeah well here's the scoop and i'm gonna tell you just two little things. One, we we kind of alluded to it earlier, but I don't think we've actually full-on said it. We have a new country, Saudi Arabia. It's so <laughs> yeah. freaking cool. I'm very excited. And then the second thing is we have a new exciting look coming soon. I don't know when that's going to come into effect, but as soon as we get it all set up, we're going to put that on all platforms. So we'll, we'll make that our new picture on social media and on spotify and all that stuff but i'm very excited that's that's pretty cool about that so do you you remember what yours was no (laughs) all right well i guess we'll see you no we'll still have one more i was gonna say see you next year but we'll still have one more before the next year for this it's so hard to be so far ahead right it is it's throwing me off especially with the previously on yeah it's it's thrown me a little bit but yeah there will be one more after this one that's really We're so organized. Thing. We're throwing ourselves off. Yeah, we're just overachievers that way. Oh, well. <laughs> well, you'll have a good holiday season, and we will see you next time. Bye, L.A. <laughs> Bye, L.A. <laughs> well, pitter-patter, let's get at it. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. Information for this episode was pulled from Megan and Amber's notes, as well as letterkenny.fandom.com. Music for this week's episode was brought to you by HeroBoard. HeroBoard, free music to free your mind. If you have any questions, comments, or further insights on this episode or future episodes, feel free to leave us an email at casualjosh0 at gmail.com. That's casualjosh, the number zero, at gmail.com. And remember to put Not My Forte in the subject line. From all of us here at the Not My Forte family, to you and yours, Merry Christmas and have a Happy New Year. We'll see you guys next week. 